0: Hi all, to our viewers, you might see that this atmosphere looks different. It tastes different because we are joining you from our coronation event at Hilton Bangalore. This is going to be a special episode of Toes the
1: Top with our panelists, Prashant. Hi, good evening everyone. Very excited to be here and see what Ferrari is going to do. As you all know, I generally talk about Ferrari's wins and losers and I'm very excited to share my opinions. Satya.
2: Hi everyone and a special welcome to all our viewers over there. I'm Satya Narayan and I support Mercedes and I've always been a Mercedes fan since they have been there and they are bringing new updates and excited about it. Thanks for taking up that topic.
0: We'll come we'll touch it soon. To you, Sunny.
3: Hello everybody, my name is Sunny. I was the MC for the Coronation event today. It was really a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed myself and I'm very happy to be here. I'm here to talk about Red Bull Racing, my preferred team from the last more than five years now. And I'm excited to know what's going to happen in this Monaco Grand Prix.
0: Wonderful. Hope they dominate this race also. To you, Akash.
4: Hello viewers, my name is Akash and I'm currently rooting for the Aston Martin F1 team. Do not ask me about what the full name of the Aston Martin team is, you cannot blame me because Lewis Hamilton himself doesn't know the full name of his own team. (laughs) But with that said, I'm really floored by the progress that Aston Martin have made over this season and I'm really rooting for them and excited to see what they have to offer for the rest of the 2023 season.
0: Yeah, for our viewers who felt that there was a brief log from our episodes last week, that was mainly because the Imola was whitewashed. It was flooded, and our support and prayers go to the families of the people residing in Imola. Now, considering Imola had been white- whitewashed and we had a number of teams bringing upgrades, Satya, could you give your take on what do you feel would be Mercedes upgrades and how they would potentially cre- create a
2: change in the packing, packing order? So unfortunately, as I'm looking at the timings for FP1, FP2, not that great. They are to somewhere near the top five, but it's still not good. And FP3, Hamilton just crashed out. Mm-hmm. And they had to end the session because of Hamilton's crash, which again is not that great because the qualifiers isn't within half an hour time. So, and Monaco is not a great place to actually test out your... Uh, <laughs> Engines. Engines. Engines or your new, because they do have a new side pod, which is very much similar to what the Red Bull has, but this is not the circuit where they can try it. So, I want it to be good, but so far the results are in that trade. Seems like luck is not favoring the Mercs. Yeah. Yeah,
0: to you, Akash. The latest news from the Aston Martin camp is their new engine supplier for 2026, which is Honda. Recently, Honda had a tie breakup with uh, Red Bull. So what do you feel are the prospects of this team?
4: Uh, first of all, I absolutely love how Honda comeback. Now, those who have been following Formula 1 for a long time, and let me just start off by saying that Fernando Alonso is on the Aston Martin team, and he's had a lot of input when he was in McLaren as well. And he's probably going to have a lot of input in Aston Martin as well over development and stuff. So I'm really interested to see how he's probably reacted to this news, because if you've seen Alonso's performances, if you've seen McLaren's performances, when they had the Honda deal and they, when they had the Honda engine completely abysmal and I'm sure that Alonso, Fernando himself probably does not have as much confidence in the Honda engine as the uh, as the team themselves have. So more or less Fernando might have had his input but I'm really loving to see that Aston Martin have taken that step to sign Honda. Honda being proven engine manufacturers for Formula 1 for championship winning Formula 1 teams. You've seen it with Red Bull, you've seen it with McLaren, not the 2017 one, but the times where Ayrton Senna and Alonso Cross were fighting with the McLarens. So Honda, a proven engine manufacturer in the sport of Formula 1. I'm really excited to see how Aston Martin, you know, uh, work with Honda in order to make a completely God level machine. For Fernando Alonso to drive Alonso uh, Still, I would say Almost in his prime uh, He's at the age of uh, 40 plus But he's still crushing it in Formula 1 So, really excited to see the prospects I think they're going to do well
0: So, hoping for Fernando to race in 2026 That's going to be a great challenge ahead Sunny, considering that okay, Red Bull had a fallout with Honda right? How do you see this situation? Because Red Bull has still not announced that okay, Honda is going to be their engine supplier for 2026
3: well, First of all Red Bull did not have a fallout with Honda. It was a very amicable split. Honda wanted to focus on sustainable um, sustainability, and Formula One was not uh, associated with sustainable practices because it's a fuel burner, and there's a lot of unsustainable practices associated with the sport, which was not what Honda was looking at in the long-term future of the company, and that is the reason why they split. But if you look at the relationship between Red Bull Racing and Honda, I think they had the best relationship Ever, They had a special tribute, Um, Red Bull Racing had a special tribute towards Honda when they were supposed to race in Japan back in 2021. They ended up racing in Turkey that year. So uh, it was really a very special relationship and one that brought about championships. And now if you see Honda from the McLaren days, which was really poor, they are now the class of the field. Everybody knows that the Honda engine is the class engine of the field. Now, with regards to um, Red Bull's take or, or Red Bull's view on this, had they known that Honda was coming back as an engine supplier in 26, they would have probably not split. At that time, the narration from Honda was different. And now it looks like the Honda board has changed their mind and they're okay with being an engine supplier. And if this was the case two years back, we would still be talking about a Red Bull-Honda partnership up till 2026 and beyond as well. It would be Red Bull-Honda and not Red Bull-Fort that we have at the moment. True. And that's the reason why we, you understand it's such a big news for this week's event.
0: To you, Prashant, we are racing at Monaco, the home Grand Prix of Charles Leclerc. <laughs> and you know that is a curse related with Charles Leclerc. Being a Ferrari fan,
1: how do you see that? Okay, Will the curse be broken or will the curse continue? First of all, we all know it's a train. It's always a train in Monaco. Yeah. The person who gets the pole has the highest advantage. And seeing from the three practices, Red Bull has an advantage. Right. How they fare in the next 25 minutes for the qualifying is going to be a big deal, correct? But saying that, Ferrari have not done any major upgrades in the last two races. They were trying to see how Emola would have worked out. It was their one of their home. Turfs happening in Italy did not happen, that's fine. So they don't have anything new to offer, except the consistency factor. How they can avoid certain crashes, how they can avoid that few edges, the few inches in Monaco, because it's all about the game of inches in Monaco. One small mistake, even if you're leading by 40 seconds, it's the end of the game for you, right? So coming back to Ferrari, I don't see Ferrari being there in the front position, right? It would take a miracle, unless there's more and more crashes coming in. What I would really hope is, can Ferrari accumulate a few more points, maybe even salvage a podium out of anybody else's misfortune, but would they be the front runners for a 1-2? I highly doubt it. Mm -hmm. Unless they bring in two factors, one, definitely more upgrades, which is going to be challenging. And the second is I feel the team has lost a little bit of confidence. They were really gunning for 2023 to change around. I was just reading an article today. Ferrari is in really good talks with a few Red Bull engineers. They want to get their one Do of their head re- of Red Bull 20. engineers, red Bull engineers to come over here. But that's not going to be happening in 2023, right? Even if the transition happens, it's going to be a multi-year. So this race is all about fortunes and a bit of consistency
0: to our viewers listening and thinking why we did a pre-qualifying for Monaco. It's mainly because of that train. Because races might be boring but it's quali where the things get really exciting. The pole sitter normally tends to win but that's not has been a case over the last few years where pit stops have cost. You remember the Bottas tire which took long 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 time to be removed. With that my dear friends what are your predictions for the quali of the Monaco Grand Prix.
2: Well, when Prashant mentioned about crashes, now P2, FP2, the Ferraris were very close to the Red Bull. Yeah. But signs crashed. Yes. P3, Hamilton was the fast, he was setting the fastest first sector and then he crashed. It's going to be, everyone wants to get that pole and they are trying to be at the very edge, yet somehow or the other the track isn't that. Track isn't that forgiving at the moment because the cars are somehow, not somehow, they are faster than what they were, but they are still heavier. So, given the track of Monaco, which has not been changed since 1950, it is much more difficult and much less forgiving track now. Just just to add a point to that. The reason for these crashes, as the
0: drivers say, is the Monaco surface has been resurfaced in really. the last one month really. for in in, uh, in a matter of two days and that's creating a bit of bumps, nuggles which the drivers have not faced
2: over the years. And I believe the tyres are also new yes. Yes. Pirelli tyres. So there are a lot of new things happening, there's new Pirelli tyres, the tracks are newly laid, the cars ha- have upgrades that are supposed to be in Imala but are present here Apart from the fact that in the practices, Red Bull is the top, nothing else after that seems to be predictable. Mm.
3: Yeah. And that has been the case for the last five races this entire yeah. year. If yeah, you sure. were to ask me or anyone who is the second best team, you won't get a straight answer. Yes, yes.
0: So the predictions are Red Bull and then anyone.
3: Anyone. <laughs> for you, Sonny. I think it's pretty clear that Red Bull are the favourites, even on a track like Monaco. We've seen in the practice sessions they are already ahead by one or two tenths. Mercedes has a new upgrade. It's very likely that they're pushing the upgrade to see what the maximum potential is, whereas Red Bull are holding back. We know that Formula 1 teams hold back in reserve during the practice session and unleash the full performance only during qualifying, which I think Red Bull are doing once again. I fully expect Red Bull to take this. Bashan? I would have a different answer. Meaning, there is no
1: different answer, it's
3: going to be Red Bull.
1: But the question is that, which Red Bull driver uh, Perez is driving and you've seen the relationship between him and Perez going a little bit sore. I think it's a healthy competition. And I think it's required because if Max or any driver wins 5 out of 5, there is a boredom created, there is a bit of certainty created. And I think we want an excitement, the fans want a bit of excitement. I would love to see how Perez can win this race. That would create even a little bit more challenge for uh, you know Jeff uh, sorry not Jeff uh, Christian Horner how the two drivers are going to be treated equal or will there be a preferential in the upcoming races Max has shown his bit of disappointment uh, after Baku that you know the, the the DRS benefit he didn't get and uh, Perez overtook him so it's not the question of Red Bull versus others it's who in red Bull I'll be very interested in them. Thanks. Akash, you're out. I'm gonna be a little different in my prediction here. I'm gonna say Charlotte. Wow. wow!
4: I know what Prashant said. I know what Satya said. I know what Sunny said, but I think it's been a proven fact that Charlotte Le has been the fastest driver on the grid today in terms of one lap pace. Yeah. I think we've seen we've seen him take uh, we've seen him draw out that extra half a second, that extra bit of time that you need when there's track evolution, when there's a, the, when it's essentially one shot qualifying when. Just five or let's say three minutes are left in Q3. You see, Charlotte bringing out the limits of that car, bringing out everything in that car, and finding that extra two or three tenths. And uh, he's had poles in Monaco, so he's yeah. got a track record yeah. of poles in Monaco. And I know the performance of Red Bulls has been great, but the Red Bull performance I feel is mainly on straight line speed. Yeah. And Monaco definitely doesn't have a lot of straight lines. Obviously, it doesn't. It just has one short DRS zone, well, but that's about it. I think Ferrari's also equally good in terms of cornering and if Leclerc can find that extra 2 or 3 tenths in his final run of qualifying, I am predicting Charles Leclerc to take pole and I am also predicting Charles Leclerc to break the Monaco curse this time. Wow. I know it's a bold prediction. but it is. It, Yeah. Because some it, of you may say wishful thinking but… <laughs> no,
2: because forget my the prediction wishful was, thinking. My I, prediction was going to be the exact reverse of that in the sense, <laughs> he might get pole yeah. but we it, <laughs> The curse might continue.
3: So see, some, some might say wishful thinking, some might say 100% accurate, some might say, any anybody could say anything. Mm. But I want to ask you, Akash, are you willing to wager on that?
4: He's a professional poker player. So, I have a question, right? I think
1: you heard from our predictions. <laughs> now being a city circuit, very fast paced and also high cornering, this is bound to have crashes. Yeah. There is a new rule. Would you like to help us with the benefit of for all the guests? What is the new rule about the safety cars and the flags?
0: Okay. So, F1 recently noticed that, okay, the drivers were driving, I would not say erotic, but they were driving a bit harshly in the safety car conditions, especially in the double yellow flag. Now, F1 has brought a rule where they'll also monitor the speed so that there exists a constant speed in order to driver not brake test any other driver who is coming behind. This is just a safety precaution and it has been implemented right in from Monaco. Yeah. That's good. That's good. With that, to our viewers, just let us know if our predictions came true. Please do subscribe, share, like and comment. We will come back to you once again for our next phase in a week's time. Signing off from Hilton in the conference of the Coronation is Vignesh and the team of panelists. Thank you. Thank you. I